In this episode, we will be using BattleBards sound effects. Check them out, battlebards.com. And if you're signing up for a Prime account, be sure to use our code STACK to get a discount. This may be an odd question, but do you have any chocolate? We do. Wow. Excellent. I'm feeling a bit peckish, so I thought... Uh... <laughs> Chicky in. Ooh, chocolate orange. Um, so when I watched the series on, I believe it's it's either on PBS or Prime, I think, where it was the 16th century um, Christmas in England, hmm. and and in his time, what he would be eating, whatever they they go they go to Hampton Court and they show like the kitchen and stuff, and they talk about the stuff that they would eat during the time. Obviously, there are no Christmas trees; it's just they do bring greenery in. Right. Um, and then they do the 12 days of Christmas. Mm-hmm. And each day is a specific uh, thing. And and, uh, and the first day is Christmas or? It, it's before Christmas. Oh, so it's the 12 days leading up to Christmas? No, no, it's after two. So it's basically the time between right before Christmas and then or like Christmas Eve all the way till after the first of the year. Okay. Yeah. I knew it went into the yeah, next yeah, year. Yeah. yeah. And like Christmas Eve is like nothing. Like as far as like festive, and even Christmas Day for the most part is not like a, well, it's the days in between that they're really like sort of celebrating and mm. stuff. It's interesting. I watch, I think it's only like 53 minutes and I would check it out. But that was more than, of course, about the mums, the mummers. Yes. Uh, where they would come to, they like, they'd be friends and family that you didn't know because they had these things on and all they did was, mm, mm, mm. And you had to invite them in and play games they would set it up to where the person that they invited it would ultimately lose. And they're literally losing coin like type deal. It's yeah. sort of like a little, like a gambling thing. And it was just very interesting to watch hmm. about how Christmas was celebrated then. Yeah. Interesting. Like, um, they had this whole thing where they would bring in this head of a boar for Henry the eighth. And there was a whole song and regalia that went along with it. And this dude was putting away the food. Like I heard, obviously when he was younger, he was, Six something and just like a thick man, but then as he got older and he was just starting to become fat, homeboy was was just tearing the food down, yeah. man. I wouldn't be surprised if he died of like a heart attack or something, mm-hmm. or uh, hardened arteries or whatever. Yeah, and, and you read about some of the feasts that were given and the thing, the dishes they had. Yeah, it was <laughs> basically they were eating some of the most unhealthy things, oh, and, yeah. it was, and it was everybody else who were eating like vegetables and stuff. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's like, man, your your commoners are actually technically eating better than than they are. Yeah, healthier. Yeah, healthier. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, I mean, you're reading about like uh, sparrows' tongues and jellied eels, and I mean, yeah, yeah. The ta- I, I I don't know that I would have wanted to eat at a medieval feast. Now there was a remember the show <laughs> that we were there was several episodes of like the two. Um, uh, what are the people that study humans? What are they called? Anthropologists. Yeah, anthropologist. One was a, or an archaeologist, and then the, the lady, the woman. She's like, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. She like yeah. knows everything right, about vi- every time period. The Victorian. Yeah. So there was oh, a Victorian farm. Yes, Victorian yeah, yeah, farms, yeah. and then there's a Edwardian farm, uh-huh. and yeah, then yeah. all this other stuff, and the Georgian farm, and then they went back to like castle times. I can't right. remember what that was called. Secrets of the castle. Yeah, those are awesome. Yep. Well, there was another t- group of people, a guy, and I think she's a comedian. Anyway, British, uh-huh. and they lived for a year. Was it a year? They lived for a period of time and they were like, they didn't drink water. They drank ale like all the time. Mm-hmm. And oh they're like, Lord. they're like constantly like drunk and, yeah. and stuff. And they're like, the food was so unhealthy. <laughs> and it was just like, yeah. oh you my goodness. You the alcohol to kill all the. 
Oh, the bacteria. Oh, the yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just so insane. And like, I think it was like three months in, they went to the doctor and they're like, you need <laughs> You're gonna to die. stop this diet. <laughs> this is why people live till they're yeah, 40. Yeah, you need to be 35. Yeah, it was yeah. nuts. It yeah. was nuts. But it was, it was interesting too. Yep. To live in the dark. Because these folks, especially during the winter, mm-hmm. like we're like, what's the big deal? Like it's depressing because the days are shorter. The big deal because we have electricity, you idiots. Yeah, these people were living under candlelight. Yep. Yeah, and if the day is so much shorter and there's no work to be done, you're living off your stores. And if your stores weren't holding out, you know, you're like, this is depressing. Yeah. yeah. So I was shocked. I mean, it makes absolute sense. But years ago, I read a book. The author was saying that the hardest time of the year was the spring. And you think, well, pfft, what's the big deal? Well, because they've burned through all their winter stores and they haven't and had time to- nothing has come up yet. Exactly. They haven't yeah. had time to grow new crops to replace them. And so that was the leanest time of the year when you're having to hoard everything and make sure that you parcel it out just so because there was nothing. We didn't have grocery stores. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No hothouses, nothing like that. You stored it up and hoped you had enough to last you through the spring, uh, which was a shock to me, like I said. I would and could definitely recommend a show to you all called All Creatures Great and Small. Uh, James Harriet. Yeah. Now, there was a series back in like maybe the 70s, early 80s, right. which went on for a few seasons. So this is a remake. Hmm. Um, the third season is starting on Sunday. Oh. Um, I went um, ahead and bought the first two seasons. On because um, On PBS. Uh, and it is a great show. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it's good. Yeah, it's he's good. a country veterinarian. Yeah. And uh, he... He just writes about his experiences as a vet. I love the show. And um, and he was a, an Air Force guy. Yeah. yeah. Well, all right, so here's the deal. So right now it's before World War II starts. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, the year is 1939. And um, this season is like war is coming. And um, and the, the, the country's at, you know, on edge because of the diplomatic channels are failing and all this other stuff. But, it, but it's a good show. It, they they show you like birthing cow like I mean it's like they mm-hmm. they they show you stuff like and I'm like wow this this show is really good so we all enjoy it but back to the point of my yes. bringing up she's they're going to get eggs and they're leaving them out Ronnie's like don't they put the what, what why do they put those in the in the refrigerator I'm like you gotta understand mm-hmm. you can do that with eggs out there but you can't do them with store bought eggs they're like why I said because we wash them and sterilize them and remove a protective mm-hmm. coating on the outside of the eggs today per our FDA regulations. You can't go and grab eggs out of the coop and sell them. It's it's against the law. Same thing yeah. with you can't milk a cow mm-hmm. and sell that. It's against the law. And Ronnie's like, what? I like you can drink it because it's yours and you did it. But right. but FDA will not allow you to, to sell you. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I think it was like a couple months ago. Someone got caught like either in Pennsylvania or way up close in Maryland. They were selling Farm eggs, farm yeah. farm milk. Oh, and uh, and they got arrested, and all this other stuff. And and Ronnie's like, why? I said it has to do with with germ with germs, spreads of disease, and everything else. But yeah, but so I said, so we can't do it, but they can't. She's like, you just leave them on the counter. I'm like, yeah, for yeah. days you could leave the eggs yeah. out on the counter. They weren't birthed in a refrigerator. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? It's it's. I mean, it's and the, the chickens sit on those things yep. for crying out loud. And so she was like, "That is so weird." I'm like, "We have messed things up, man." Oh, yeah, like, massively. I think, massively. I think, I think we, if we got back more to how things were, and she's like, "What do they do to the milk?" I'm like, "Well, first of all, they homogenize it, okay." Mm-hmm. And and I try to explain what that process is. Um, but they also make it to where it's difficult for bacteria to grow in them. Although it can, you can't just leave milk out. But right. it, it's it's for our protection. 
But some people are saying- Which like, probably saps half the nutritional value of it. Exactly. And so I was telling her that too. And, and we watched this video of this guy. They're like, look, the way we're eating today is not like the way we used to eat. Mm-hmm. And, and really, you know, I think you could put a lot of stock in our food might actually be killing us. Because of all the additives and preservatives we add in, like manufactured food, and all the stuff is zapped out. That's why they have to add vitamin D to milk, because otherwise. And yeah. flour. Yeah, yeah. And there, flour has to be fortified. Yeah. Everything There's no, has to be fortified. There's yeah. no nutritional value in this stuff. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, anyway, I, I, I like this show. It's, it's a cool show, so I could recommend it to you. Yeah. Definitely. Neat. Okay. Are we ready to get on with a skill challenge? I suppose so. I suppose. Let's see what happens. I am completely winging this. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. you, didn't, you didn't plan to do a skill challenge? Nope. So we are going to see what happens here and let's have fun. I'm Rhett the DM, and with me is... Meredith as Tira Ironstag. Michael as Wamberbash Benson Mom. Who is ready to tell a story? Me. Okay. Follow a band of intrepid friends as they seek to understand the world changing around them, and as they work together to face a growing evil. Enter a world of adventure and mystery in Bardalon. Previously on Stack of Dice. Then, from the direction of the Waterfall City, a dark shape rises from the trees. The airship lifts into the air with quiet grace and sails in the direction of the giant birds. All three of us, observers, birds, and airship, meet somewhere in between. But there, dancing on the deck, is a Simmeries. It's obvious he's excited about the scene playing out around him, and his boot bobs on his head as he moves, rubbing his hands in joy. After taking a deep breath, Tira fixes her eyes on the eyes in front of her and simply asks, Who are you? There is a very long, quiet pause. I asked you a question. Do not demand things of me, child. Do you not know you are in the presence of Aldebrachalis? Hearing him say that he was brought there and that he considers those who trapped him traitors, her mind instantly flies back to the message they just found. Hmm. Do you know the names Kalawakos or Grackle? Yes! And the world trembles around you once more. Tira, do you think he can't get out of here? I don't think he can. I think that Kalawakos and Grackle trapped him here to guard the pillar. I find myself a little constrained. And you hear a grating sound further back. So physical chains, maybe. It sounds more like something grating on something. Not, not jangling, but something grating on something else. So here's what's going to happen. Okay. We're going to end this episode here. Oh, However, when we pick up next time, mm-hmm. we're going to treat it as a skill challenge. Yay, skill challenge! Let's roll for initiative to figure out order. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> oh, maybe not. Bless. 14. Uh, I rolled a natural 20. Mm-hmm. So I guess it makes it 22. I don't know if that counts on initiative checks. And 12. So it'll be Tira... Wamberbash, Thump, and then Aldebrachalis if he needs to do anything. Okay. Uh, you are going to 
tell me a course of action that you're going to try and take, then I will determine the correct uh, skill to apply to it and oh. your role. Right off the bat, I was thinking of saying, uh, I'm going to do a persuasion check to try and convince Bash, because he seemed petrified, to go around back and, and to, to do what he needs to do to check out this guy's situation. But if that doesn't sound like the direction you want me to go. You can give him a pep talk. I don't know that that needs a, a skill challenge role. <sighs> or you can pass, you can hold your turn also and see what he does. Um, I have animal handling. Which I don't know. I may need to hang on to that one. <laughs> I should hold on and see Does how that work on play sentient it. animals, though. Oh, right. it could, and I mean, it usually has to do with trying to calm them or yeah. ride them. Yeah. Sleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, they're doing the Chris Pratt. <laughs> oh my Velociraptors. Okay. Um. Other than just ushering Bash forward and encouraging him to shrink down so he can get around the tightest space to get behind Aldebracalus, I don't know what else really needs a skill check from Tira at this moment. Yeah, so Nothing's like I said, yet. you can pass your turn. Okay, off. I guess I'll just pass for now. Yeah, all right, so that makes you next, Womber Bash. Okay, what I'd like to do is sh- uh, how much space is there around him? Around? Yeah, like, like, let's say over top of him. Is he, I mean, he's a turtle, so he's not standing up. So how much space between, like, his shell and the roof is there for me to okay. get around? Uh, you're going to have to climb him to okay. do that, yeah, yeah. in which case you're looking at a, an athletics check. Okay. You probably should ask him if you can climb first. You just walk over there and start scurrying up his body. He'd be like, hey, hey, hey. This is not befitting my dignity. Dignity, yes. Can can I can I uh, go, try to climb a, uh, on you and go around to the back and s- see how much space there is? Permission to come aboard. <laughs> <laughs> you may. All right. I'm not going to spend any side points unless it's successful. Yep. Uh, but again, though, how much space is there? Because I have to know how. Well, small that, that's the thing. You have to climb up to find You're out. Climbing. Remember, this, this the steam is, is so thick oh, here; okay, okay. you can't see that far. This back. is just a check to see if you can successfully climb his body. So, athletics check to start. Michael opens the proceedings with a die roll. <gasps> that's not going to cut it. So, let me go ahead and try a luck point. Well, what did you roll? A four. And then your athletics. It's not shaved in. However, it's got two, so it's only six. Okay. <laughs> Try rolling it. You just like dropped it. <laughs> wow, seventeen. <laughs> nice, yeah. <laughs> was it worse? It's four. No, it's another four. <laughs> and that was your last luck point, I think. Was it? Yeah, because you had not rested after your fight in the swamp. Did I use luck points there? Oh yeah, you used two of them. Okay. In that fight. No, I used two. Did you also use? He two? used I must two. Have, I must have oh. used yeah. at least one. So. Uh, I'm going to reset my luck points real quick. It's, it's a special eraser. Uh, give me eight hours. Do you, yeah. <laughs> do you have inspiration? But you don't um, know if you want to use all yeah. that on this. You can try and climb them with a six, I guess. Yeah. If you have inspiration, you can use that too. You want to pick a different die or something? No, it's fine. If this was another four, I'll be throwing this one in the trash. <laughs> Did you hear me? <laughs> hey, okay. okay. So 14. 14 total. Yes. Okay. I can see you walking with your hand maybe moving along his neck to give you something to guide you back to the bulk of his body. And you get to where the 
plastron and the shiltron. I think those are the two parts of the shell, the plastron. You think you look <laughs> No, no. <laughs> I, I, I'm remembering maybe. from biology <laughs> class years ago. The upper shell, it is slick with steam. You begin to uh, you wedge your foot in, hoist yourself up. It is, this is a big creature. And you begin to scurry up towards the top. Uh, a 14 will be just enough to get you up there. You climb probably a good 15 feet on the curve of the shell, and then you bump your head against the stone ceiling. He is wedged top to the ceiling. You could also make out just a little bit, uh, the further back behind the head you get, the more the, the steam peters out. It seems to be blowing more out towards where Tira is. Uh, it looks like the edges, the side edges of his shell are also wedged against the side walls. Um, so he is firmly in there. There did appear to be some room underneath, however. Uh, as you approached and cl began climbing up his shell, uh, you so noticed he had he, uh, sort of mm -hmm. halfway. Mm -hmm. Is there a, this is a natural formed Yes, this is a natural thing. cavern. So is the curve completely mimicking the curve of a shell, or are there some areas where there might be up to six inches there, away from there are There are some areas where you think in your shrunken state you might be able to squeeze through. Like six inches? Yeah. Okay. I would like, I mean, is, is that my turn now, or is it all this one I'm going to say you scoping it out was every bit of six seconds. Okay, so now I'm on top of the shell stuck there for right now. Yeah. Okay, all right. Kind of holding on, clinging yeah, with your yeah, fingertips yeah, yeah. to make sure you don't slide back down. Uh, I, I think I might be able to get beyond. It looks like the top of him is stuck on the top of this place. Against the roof? Yes, yes, yes. Thump is going to also follow you, but on the other side of the giant head. And he's trying to scope out the underside. And he is going to do a... I'll call it an investigation check. Oof. It's very steamy in here. <laughs> I guess so. He's come around to the front of his face, so. He's actually looking the wrong way. Oh, no. <laughs> I rolled a one. Oh, oh no. You got no. Nothing. He's got nothing, huh? Uh, he has a plus two, but I mean, a one is a one. But I mean, he's got nothing that could, you could re-roll it or anything. No, he's got nothing. Okay. Uh, all the <laughs> Over here. Over here, yeah. <laughs> Aldebracalus is content to just stay there, and he's he's trying to keep himself strained up, but he has been in prison for so long that uh, he's kind of, you can feel him trembling underneath you. So, Tira, it is back to you. Trembling as in he's getting restless and antsy? Trembling, like, with the strain of trying to hold himself up in this? All you know is that he's trembling. I don't know what Tira can do. I can't, what, what's going to be the good of me climbing up there, too? Well, um, you are smaller. Yeah. Um, maybe seeing Thump going the wrong direction, she will head over there to assist. Okay. No, that's not what I'm supposed that, to do. You do whatever you feel you will be helpful. You must do what you feel is right. <laughs> um, hmm. Am I allowed to suggest something? You always want to suggest something. Not because, at the moment. Because, because I'm too stupid to know what no, a no, good no, idea no, 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 to no, do to that things. That's that's I have an idea. That's, that, that was what I was saying. Every, every time we get into these situations, everyone at the table has all these amazingly creative ideas of things that I could do, and I'm like, uh, I have an X. <laughs> I could walk. <laughs> now you can shoot an arrow. <laughs> I shoot an arrow in his neck and tranquilize him. 
<laughs> and kill him. Now you don't have to worry there about it. There you go. Now you're, you're free, buddy. <laughs> Be at peace. Truly free. Yeah, let's see. What do I have here? Lots of clothes, lots of torches, <laughs> some fermented berries, some mud skippers. I got a poison resistance ring, whistle nectar. It's not going to help us here. <laughs> How about I crack your shell, buddy? I'll give you some more room to get out. I don't know what to do. I, other than saying, no, 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 Thump, not, not there, and going to check out that side, because he already called down what his investigation up there mm-hmm. revealed. Tira seeing Thump clearly struggling to see his way through the steam and is not finding out anything is going to scurry after him to assess how much room is underneath him or if he's if he's wedged in on that side. Okay, so you're going under? I guess. Okay. Is he laying flat on his underside or is he straining against a Right force? now he is pressed up a little bit so okay. there's there's a very small amount of clearance underneath him all right i suppose i could check for any magical effects that are binding him or keeping him from being able because like why would he be st- if if he's straining to stand up why would he do that if he could just relax and then have room above him and scootle out maybe i could check and see if there's any magical effects paralyzing him or keeping him from moving okay so to do that you will need to crawl under mm-hmm. a little bit then you can assess from underneath. Okay. So go ahead and start crawling. Crawl, 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 yeah. crawl. Uh, Tira begins to shuffle underneath. At first, you're able to follow the curve of the shell. Allows you to stand, then stoop, and then you're on your hands and knees, and then pretty soon you're worming your way forward mm-hmm, on your mm-hmm. on your stomach. It smells under here. It's pretty close. It's been a long time since he has been out, and so it's it's obvious that he has not moved from this place for quite some time. Which means waste is piling up. Some. Yeah. And so you've got a pretty tight squeeze underneath here. You get about halfway under, and then go ahead and roll for your... You say you're looking for magical effects? Yeah. So I roll an arcana, arcana check. Yeah. Which is, which is unfortunate because it's like my lowest score and I... <laughs> whatever, but... There. 15. Okay. I, I set a mental limit of 15. No. You don't notice anything that looks like it might be magical. However, at about the halfway point, you do see that there is a bit of rock that has been wedged underneath, which is basically forcing one side of him to be elevated from the ground. Okay. And that has caused the edge of his shell to basically wedge up into an awkward place. So he's not level. He's... Correct. He's canted. Okay. Tira is going to shout out to both Thump and Bash. There's a boulder underneath him. He's not level. He's really and truly wedged. I think if we could move that boulder, it would definitely help. From up above you here. Oh, no. (laughs) What? (laughs) Like like Poe on top of the building at the end of Kung Fu Panda 2. He's like... Huh? Yeah, I you, love that. You hear That's that. So you hear that. Next, you can do a stone cunning check on your next turn to determine what it would take to actually shift that. But we'll get to that in a second. Wamberbash, it is your turn. Okay. So um, I'm going to spend two side points. Uh-huh. That takes me to miniature form. Mm-hmm. A bonus action, um, you become tiny until your next concentrations. When you have this plus five on dexterity checks, and I can fit into gaps of six inches or more across 
okay. without any squeezing. All right. You identify a particularly likely avenue in the gap between the ceiling and the shell ahead. You shrink down. And then you squirm through. Even even in your smaller form, it's still pretty close and you find yourself <gasps> sucking in to get through. But then you squirt through the other side and then you find yourself skidding on your backside down the backward slope of his shell and you disappear into the darkness. Okay. So it's completely of, open back there. A lot of poop back. A lot of poop back here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that, was, that wasn't a skill check. Uh, mm-hmm. So you, you slide down and land very quickly in water. Water. Yes. <laughs> in water. Okay. You splash down. It is dark, murky water. Uh, basically, the back half of Aldebracalis is partially submerged. Aww. And it looks like the tunnel would continue under the water. Okay. Um, can I see his tail? Not here. It's, it's partially submerged. So it is actually, his tail is under the water. Um, can I see, if I, when I'm down there, can I, can I see some light coming from the front of him? In other words, where does his body emerge from that point where it's sort of wedged down or in the water, but then also where I can see maybe Tara might be? You're thinking there. maybe just a, a little on your half of the, of the back yeah, half yeah. is, where, is where, where, I can... where he begins to go into the water. Okay, okay. So more than half of his front is out of the water. About, I don't know, four-fifths is in the water. Okay, so I'm going to go to the point where I can yell to Tira. Okay. And I'm going to say, um, he's, he's actually in, in some water back here, uh, Tira. Uh, and you can see deep furrows in the stone where he, in his desperation at first, mm-hmm. was his claws, his massive clawed feet were trying to, trying to rip the stone. And, I mean, these are gouges out of solid stone. Okay, and uh, how deep is the water right there where his body... In other words, if I stand up in my normal form, will it be at least out of the, of the water? Imagine the floor of the, of the, of the cavern yeah, just yeah. sloping down into yeah, the water yeah. to some unknown depth. It just drops away. So you're, you're treading It's, right it's not like a shelf in the ocean. It's not like you would walk and just drop down 50, 100 feet. It's just a, a gradual slope okay. that goes down. Once upon a time, maybe this was a lava tube or something that had flown down under, but then... I guess what I'm trying to figure out is, can I get my footing on that and be behind him like this, if at all possible? You can, yeah. Okay, all right. I am going to yell to Tira. Uh, did, did, you, did you say that there's some, there's a, he's stuck underneath as well? Yes, there's a boulder wedged up under his body. Can you... Can you take the edge of your an axe and push to try to knock that knock some stone off? I'm gonna get over to it and investigate in a second. Okay, okay. Right, in six I, seconds, I'll be yeah. there. That, that's, where, that's where I'm gonna end it. Yeah. My, my turn. Okay. Uh, Thump. Now that he has watched you climb under there, <laughs> he's like, oh, "Oh, duh!" Over there. You hear him go. Uh-huh. <laughs> tap his head. Uh, he turns around, and he is going to try. Oh, I don't know. He'll try a strength check. He's going to reach underneath the shell, the, the lip of the top shell, and just try and lift up to see. He's, he's just gauging weight and mm-hmm. stuckness and that sort of thing. That's not going to do much. Total of 13. Eh, 
he he strains for a bit and then he's heavy eases basically. off yeah <laughs> this is a big creature all right does um all the buckles have any reaction uh he giggles a little as you're crawling around. <laughs> <laughs> You've not done enough to have him try anything, and he's afraid to upset anything that's going on okay. in this rescue attempt. Tira makes her way over to the boulder <laughs> and rests a reassuring palm on the underside of Aldebrocolis's shell and then is looking very intently all around the edges uh, placing her other hand on the boulder to get a sense of the density and type of stone, the surface, all that. Now, is stone cunning going to count as my skill check sure. instead of it being over here? Yep, let's oh, do it. Okay. Whenever you make an intelligence history check related to the origin of stone, so I, mean, I guess it's an intelligence Don't worry check. about it. Yeah. You are considered proficient in the history skill and add double your proficiency bonus That's what I thought. to the check oh, instead man. of your normal intelligence history. Again, my lowest score. And I'm considered proficient, yep. and I add double double my perfect. Oh, thank goodness! Well, that makes it twenty. <laughs> okay. So I have to actually use actually more than twenty, right? Or no, uh, I rolled oh. a ten, oh, okay. and okay. my proficiency bonus is five, so it's ten plus ten. Yep. You flash back to your father next to you down in the mines of Iron Stag Delve, as he's relating to you yet another lecture on the merits and the detriments of certain stones. And you realize that the stone here in front of you is one that is often known for having impurities in it. Heartened by that, you begin to wriggle around it a little bit. You wedge yourself under just a bit more than you feel comfortable doing, but you see there, right there, there's a seam in the stone. And if you hit it just right, it will cause the entire boulder to crumble. Can I do that on this turn? Let's do it. All right. Yes. I, I, I... I think I can break this up. There's a fissure right here. Hold on. What? <laughs> Shut <laughs> it! All right. Fancy axe. Here we go. Uh, 23. Okay. Uh, you wedged yourself under on your back to get a look uh-huh. at it, and you're craning your neck, and then you see it, and basically you take your axe uh-huh. above you, and you're swinging it almost... Across my chest? Yeah. Because of the, the constricted yeah. nature of the space, yeah, you're, uh, in fact, I'm going to say you don't even use the blade, you use the butt end and uh-huh. you just give it a good ram against the fissure. There's a sharp cracking sound of stone and then nothing. And then a couple seconds later, there's the satisfying sound of the stone just completely falling to pieces okay. right next to you. Tira scuttles crab-like backwards to get out from under the... Yeah, falling rock yep. and then I mean I don't know if it, I can do all this in six seconds I'm like do I need to quickly crawl from under this dude is he gonna fall on me you hear a, a loud noise as Aldebrachilus grunts mm-hmm. and his, his shell his undershell rolls and it's basically it's like you trying to escape a wave you're, you're just I mean, running just I've got ahead a 35 foot speed so yeah. in this turn I should be able to shimmy yeah. away you're able to shimmy but you're only just staying ahead of the yeah. roll yeah, of yeah, the yeah. undershell that feels great alright hold tight I think we're almost there then and now it is Lomberbash's turn if he can free that much even though his sides might have been wedged the sheer weight of him with that being crumbled has kind of brought him down. So he hopefully between the top now and that being taken away. Okay. Um, okay. I got an idea. It's great. 
Oh, sorry. I want to um, I want to position myself behind him and get like good footing and good behind him, and I want to grow to giant form, giving him a boost forward. Okay. Uh, but first, I'm going to say, Tira, a thump. You you have to get out of the way up front of him. You have to move up up into the tunnel. I'm going to try to push him out. Do you think there's room for that? I mean, just. Yeah, just go go fo- go back out the way we came because no, I need. No, I mean, is there a room around his shell? Do you think there's room around his shell? I'm gonna try. Okay. I, I asked him the previous turn if I can sort of get behind mm-hmm. him. The answer was yeah. So you assume giant form. Yes. And then you are pushing. Yeah. So like, what pushing. I want to do is, if I'm there, when as I grow, I'm gonna be growing long ways too. So I'm thinking I might be able to push him push him with that with that motion. There's either that way or another way, but I'm not sure how the other way would do it. Do you want to hear the other way? Next turn. Okay, because you're saying this one's going to fail? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for letting me know. That's a spoiler. No. You've already done a strength... No, Thump did a strength check. Yeah. You did athletics, so I guess you can make it a strength check. Yeah. What Do you, do you get some kind of advantage or super bonus on strength checks when as, you're in giant form? Yeah, because that giant. would... Yeah, I mean, well, it says um, I gain 30 hit points. Mm-hmm. Uh, my melee attacks and stuff do bludgeoning, uh, and I reach... Uh, my reach increases by 10 feet. I'm huge. And your strength bonus? It doesn't say, it doesn't say anything about a strength bonus on here. That okay. seems dumb. Okay, well, then just go with what you have. Okay. That does seem unusual. Yeah, I thought so too, which is the reason why I went with that one. Now, I do have a strength check on something else. Yeah, but you have... Um, I mean, feet of strength. Yeah, feet of strength. Feet of strength. So instead of growing to giant form, you could just enhance your strength and try and push from underneath. I think I'll be... I'm assuming the giant form inherently gives me more strength than even feet of strength is what I assumed. But Wouldn't you say that being the case? Okay. Not to mention it's it's using my body as a wedge to push yeah, as, as I as grow. leverage. So basically what I can see happening is because of the, the downward slope of the cavern that you're in, it, it does run down into the water. Yeah. So the water is here and it just kind of goes like this. Yeah. You could have one foot planted on the floor and one against the ceiling. Like on the wall. And basically be pushing. Yeah, like this. Yeah, yeah. yeah shoulder okay. into them. Yeah, all right, I'll do and that. And I'll let you do a strength check with advantage that way. Okay. <laughs> Double fours, right? Double eight. <laughs> uh, and what you, you add what with your strength? Two. Okay. You push, like and you push, and you push, and Aldebrachalus roars, Not this way! It oh, narrows wants- here! He wants to go backwards into the water. He wants to go down. Apparently so. Oh, and okay. the, the cavern does come, it, it narrows just the tiniest bit before uh-huh. it opens out into the larger cenote cavern. Okay, all right. So Wombrabash is an idiot. He assumed he wanted no, to get no, out there. It, it's hard for you to, t- again, steam plus <laughs> okay. darkness plus... You were small, you were big. Yeah. yeah, you're all over the place. With that boulder, with that with the rubble underneath him gone though, the top is enough for me regular size probably regular just size. to crawl over. Yeah. Okay, all right, cool. Yeah. I'm like, "Oh, okay, sorry. I'll I'll come back over next time." Okay. Thump. I should be looking at this while you all are deliberating. <laughs> See, it's not so easy, is it? He's going to forego a check, but he is going to climb up on the shell. On the side, you climbed over Wamberbash. First of all, there is a curling perfume smell in the air. Aldebrachilis says, You have my permission. Oh, perfume is a question. This means he's asking a question. And 
then Thump climbs up and he brings out a sharp knife and he begins paring at some of the shell along the edge, trying to bring down the width of the shell some. So what I'll do is a sleight of hand check to see if he's successful in helping <laughs> to reduce... hit a nerve. Oh, that was pretty good. Uh, rolled an 18 total. And so he begins chopping away some of the, of the shell to make it easier for him to fit backwards. And maybe if he's been in here this long, there's been some, not like barnacles, but you know, that kind of thing. You know, there's just crust and exactly. dust. Exactly. Trying, trying to remove some of the width mm-hmm, mm-hmm. off of him. All right, so back to you, Tira. Or actually before, before that. Aldebracalus' turn, he wiggles, and in the water behind you, Bash, before you start your ascent back up the shell, the tail begins to twitch, and uh, water begins to splash in white ripples behind you. And the feet spread up, the back feet spread apart, and he begins to shift. I have not moved this much in a long time. But he's basically testing things at the moment. Okay. All right, so now back to you, Tira. Having scrambled backwards, not only to get out from under his shell as he fell to the floor, but also when Bash said, get out the way... So she's a few feet back now, maybe step forward again. She sees Thump up there shaving off some shell. Am I, start, am I able to start seeing light around? Not light, but darkness. Increased. Okay, so I can yeah. see a difference between the top of his shell and the yes. cave ceiling. Um, uh, maybe an animal, maybe she wants to calm him from thrashing so much so he doesn't accidentally crush thump against okay. the ceiling Sounds good. or back into, you know, like he seems very eager to back out and thump or, or, and bash is still back there kind of making his way up the shell. Mm-hmm. So would that maybe be an am- animal handling yeah. check to, yeah. So to soothe him? Describe wanna, what you want to say. She wants to, st- uh, she, she wants to do this. Tira's going to rush back forward as she sees him thrashing and Thump is over here. And he gets scared and he bites you. Okay, cool. Got it. Um, Tira's dead. It, can I reach any part of his fleshy neck that is... is oh, yeah. Okay. Tira rushes forward and places a hand on either side of the base of his neck. All right, good luck with that. Oh, is he dead too wide? Okay. Yeah. Well, okay, then just one hand on the side... The, I guess she's going to run up to her left side and the other one just... Yep, stroking his Stroking neck. down. Shh, don't move, don't move. They're, they're working to get you out now. Just be patient. Don't talk down to me. Okay, hang on. I have to declare what I'm going to re-roll before I tell you what I got, don't I? Yes. All right. What point? Would what would it have been? 13... Okay. <laughs> it's better, but let me just... 15. Okay. He seems to resist you at first. Uh, he is just too excited about being able to move again for the first time in a long time. But then he realizes that his continued thrashing might cause more harm than good. And so he reluctantly settles down. I will do as you say. We're almost there, I promise. And Wamberbash. Okay. So what was the other thing you were thinking of doing? <laughs> That's a long shot, especially if... Okay. I, I, I climb over or whatever, and I, I kind of turn and slide yep, down exactly. back onto my feet, and I go, Tira, I, I, I think I can maybe push him, but you're going to have to help me. Okay, anything. What, what should I do? 
and so and then he gets underneath his shell there like and, and he's, put, he's put both hands up there on his shell and he's sort of leaning forward to be in a, in a position to actually push tira i i need you to punch me I, I need you to punch me really, really hard in the stomach. What? I, I just trust me. I need you to punch me. How is that going to help? I, I, I just. I need you to attack me. <laughs> I'm about to. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. At this point, he's past the. Um, he obviously has my trust. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I'm not like, what are you talking about? But I'm yeah. naked, so don't go too low. <laughs> I'll have a fuck kick you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And Tira positioned herself facing him, looked up in his face. Are you sure? Yes. Just hit me. Come on. Uh, hit me. <laughs> yeah. All right. She cocks her fist, looks up at him somewhat uncertainly. As hard as you can. Okay. And, and then right before it makes contact, toppling shift it happens. I have to... Why do I have to punch you for this to happen? I have to be attacked. Oh, yeah. I see. Yeah. So she whiffs so, yeah, and goes why, flying. Why, why, why don't you read the... <laughs> yeah. the That's um, hilarious. As a bonus action, you shift to an incredible small size and then suddenly return to normal, sending an opponent flying backward. Choose one creature you can see within five feet of you. They must succeed on a strength saving throw or be knocked back or prone. Okay, I'm really glad that that little... The phrase choose a creature you can see because yeah. I thought otherwise this is going to affect me not the turtle I'm the, I'm the one attacking you you know Tira ends true. up in the wall embedded <laughs> yeah alright so it's a strength saving throw yes uh, because you did not warn him um, oh the Bracalus is actually going to have to roll this now he's going to do it at disadvantage because he's wedged and not as yeah, mobile as normal him, yeah. oh yeah there is a grating sound and a couple things happen at the moment of your, I mean, you vacate. And then, and and then, then come back. It's like a sonic boom yeah. in this chamber. Your ears are ringing. Tira, you are expect, you're gritting your teeth against the impact mm-hmm. of your fist. There's nothing. You completely whiff. Ah! <laughs> you know your, your aim was true because mm-hmm. you're Tira. Yeah. And you actually do a pirouette and then fall down, sitting down in time. So you're sitting on your rump staring at this all taking place in front of you. Awesome. There is a bang, and you see, <laughs> you see Aldebracalus' eyes go even bigger <laughs> as he goes <laughs> disappearing backwards. <laughs> and Thump, who was perched up on the shell, it- <laughs> <laughs> he, is, he is also equally stunned. You see his mouth go, ooh, <laughs> as he hangs in the air for a second, and then he crashes down onto the floor. But... Uh, you see Aldebracalus basically skid backwards. There are sparks shooting up as his as his claws are digging at the stone, but he ends up whew, sinking backwards into the water where the chamber is wider. Nice. He hangs there for just a moment, eyes still wide in disbelief, and his voice booms out. You have proven yourselves friends of Aldebracalus today. My thanks are hard won indeed. Do we get a new name? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> the pusher of Aldebracalus. <laughs> he 
flexes up and down a couple times as if testing his muscles for the first time. And he actually straightens up and you hear cracking and creaking as he straightens for the first time in a long time. And then he settles back down and the water goes splashing backwards in a tidal wave that rolls up against the ceiling and splashes down. And actually the steam clears out quite a bit mm. in the tunnel. And you see for oh, the first time, stuck. you see for the first time just how gigantic this creature really is. He fills the chamber. His baleful eyes glare at you, although you, you can tell it's tinged with respect. I will not forget this. Alderacalus repays his debts. But should you happen to find the berries of straw, please bring them to me. And with that, he settles backwards into the water, and this bubbling mass of water begins to roil on top until the snout at last dips below, the spiked nose dips below the water, and then there's silence in the chamber. And that's where we're going to end this episode. Well fought. Man. That was a lot of fun. That was. Yeah, yeah. That was a lot of fun. Okay. I just see. <laughs> Twenty feet down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) The only time we've ever heard Thump say anything. (laughs) (laughs) Not true. Oh yeah, that's true. He spoke once. Yeah, that's right. On top of the pyramid. That's crazy. I forgot. Oh, blast! Now you have to go find the episode and listen again. You are going to get a million points. Ten experience points for your encounter with Aldebracalus, the dragon turtle. Dragon Ooh. turtle. Is that in here? Yes. I'll have to look it up. <laughs> Let me show you real quick. It's, it's impressive. I'm glad and sad that you did not fight him. Aww. No, I, I'm. First of all, it would have been a challenging fight simply because. Oh, he can't move. He can't move, so he would have been at disadvantage. That's huge. Yeah. Not to mention, I mean, he looks like his armor is formidable, it man. Is. Like, I don't know it how he would no ever. Way. I mean, his fleshy parts are still scales if he's like dragon, right? Yep. So in other words, it's not like yeah. an actual turtle. Yep. And his uh, armor class is a 20. Oh, boy. 341 hit points. What? We'd never have killed him. We'd literally never have killed Get him. Look at this. Uh, plus 13 to hit on physical attacks. Even if I had rolled a 2, that would have been a 15. I mean, guaranteed yeah. hit every yeah, single yeah, time. Yeah. You would have to roll a... A one, a three, basically, have to, to fail. Yeah, you'd have to roll... A, a one or a two would fail against me, mm-hmm. but everything else yeah. would hit. So that, that's, a, that's a 90% chance of hitting on Tira, and then you're about the same? Yeah, yeah. His steam breath as a weapon deals 15d6 fire damage. 15d6? Yeah. What? If you save against it, it's half damage. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah. But 52 points, if you take the average, it's 52 points of damage on a single hit. On a single hit. Oh, but that's not even. You really did think we were level 14, didn't you? (laughs) Yeah. Yep. So um, good job. That was well played. I liked the thoughtfulness of it. So, in addition to the 10 points for the encounter, I'm going to give you each two experience points for your role playing and creativity. So, that should be a total of 12 for the episode. Mm hmm. And now let's hear it for Norse Battle. I like the toppling shift idea. Yes. That, that was, was so little... creative. Yeah. And so and it played out as like such a great finale. Uh-huh. Yeah. Take it... two. Okay. Okay. Take two. 
I mean, we got the benefit of, of in game, which is in game, yeah, but yeah. The, just having the idea in the first place and yeah. thinking to use your abilities that way. So if I was thinking you might, there was a, a strong possibility that you would end up working through this rather than fighting. And so I was thinking you had your, what was it? Your energy beam. Yeah. Yeah. Where you yeah. could have done lightning and thump has his lightning breath as a, as a dragonborn. And so he, I figured you could blast the stone away on either side. Oh yeah, I carving had, out the cavern. I had no idea where you were going to go with this, how you were going to work it through. I just wonder though how lightning in a room filled with moisture would work though. I mean, we, 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 we might get caught in that electricity. Yeah, yeah, it, it would be, be like, everywhere. well, I was hopeful. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you'd electrocute yourself. Yeah. Uh, and Just Tira, I'm, I'm going to give you two for your successful, I think your first ever successful stone cunning check. Woo-hoo! <laughs> really? Yeah. No. Yeah. Now, I, I've given her some stone cunning checks, yeah. as in she wanted to do stuff with stone because she was so disheartened for not making it. So he took pity on what he's saying. <laughs> but this, this was honest to goodness. Yeah. Uh, and it worked out just right. Yes. Anything cool. else? Um... Thump for the sheer funny face he made as he was <laughs> falling out of the sky. I'll take one. <laughs> he was definitely, he looked the wrong way at one point. It was so funny. <laughs> yeah, so he gets negative one. <laughs> okay, let's hear it then. Okay. Tira is 73 points into level 13. Womberbash is 79 points into level 13. Okay. And Thump is 14 mm. points into level 15. Well played. I liked it. I liked it. I think it yeah, added a fun element. Yeah, for once we didn't get to the point where there was a pillar. I mean, we may still, there may still be an enemy on the actual pillar, but usually when we get to the pillar point, it's nothing but enemies. But why would they bring them down here, though? That's the thing. Yeah, maybe, and maybe that is going to be the only obstacle. Maybe once we get to the pillar, there'll be nothing there. He, he was, maybe he was the obstacle, and they assumed we'd have to fight Can him. Can you imagine? Oh, yeah. Why don't I give you a point for making the connection on the note? Yeah, she did, not me. Oh, me? Yep. Okay. Well, then... Correction, I am 74 into... Okay. Well, Stackers, uh, an interesting challenge, I thought, and different from the other pillars, but still, I think, a lot of fun and hopefully memorable, and uh, a sign of more to come as the challenges continue to increase for our party. Hang in there with us. We appreciate you joining us for this actual play episode. Don't forget to catch us on Twitter and Instagram at stackodice, by email at stack.o.dice at gmail.com, Find us on our Discord server for lots of fun, real-time conversations. And we look forward to seeing you here again next time, right here at Stack of Dice. One of the other things I thought might be fun, but maybe logistically it would be a nightmare, so you get to dismiss this, especially when I leave, you guys can go, what a terrible idea. (laughs) Anyway, um, guest players. Yeah. Other than just ushering Bash forward and encouraging him to shrink down so he can get around the tightest space to get behind all Debracolis. You got it. All Debracolis. And Thump is 14 points into level 15. I misspoke. Tira is 73 points into level 13. Okay. I misspoke. Michael has just evolved to level 14. <laughs> <laughs>